0: Welcome home. A podcast for veterans, about veterans, by veterans, is a project of Willing Warriors and the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. Good morning. I'm Larry Zilliox, your host, Director of Culinary Services here at the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. And today our guest is John Toth. He's a Senior Program Director at No Barriers USA, which is a Nonprofit based out of Fort Collins, Colorado, that has great programs for uh, warriors and caregivers, youth. Um, I ran across this organization um, looking at a webpage of a different organization and uh, it intrigued me. And when I landed on their webpage, I saw their tagline, which is, I break barriers, they don't break me. And I knew I had to have somebody from the organization on to tell us all about what they do. So, John, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Larry. It's great to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking time uh, to to talk with us today. Can you tell us a little bit about the the organization, uh, how it came to be, and then we'll get into the programs and the services that you offer?
1: Oh, sure thing. So, No Barriers was founded by Eric Weimere. He was the first blind person to climb Mount Everest. And on the 10th anniversary of his climb, um, Eric and his uh, group of climbing buddies, dirtbag climbers as they called themselves, wanted to pay that gift of that summit board. And they decided to take a group of veterans to Nepal uh, to climb a 20,000 foot peak. And on this trip, they taught them the concept of the no barriers life. And this is a concept that Eric came up with, you know, as he overcame a lifetime of, of blindness. He lost his sight as a teen, and he spent his life trying to overcome that that barrier. So they took this group to um, Nepal, and they had a transformative experience. And they did it again in South America the following year, and they did it again uh, the year after that, again in South America. And Eric and his team realized that while they had this transformative concept, they really couldn't take it to a large number of veterans. Um, They did this as, you know, kind of their side um, effort. And so, you know, we had people that were physicians, assistants and architects and things like that, and they just didn't have the capacity to take it more than 12 people a year. So Eric um, got connected to Dave Sherman and Julie Duvin, who ran Global Explorers with which provided youth with um, transformative experiences, and they merged and became No Barriers. Um, the program that Eric had been running uh, with the veterans with disabilities was called uh, Soldiers to Summits. It became No Barriers Warriors, which is the program that we have today. Um, and it's grown significantly since you know the 12 veterans that Eric took them, Paul, in uh, 2010. What it is today is the No Barriers Warriors program.
0: And so you're based in Colorado except for those incarcerated in the Colorado Penitentiary everybody else loves Colorado. Is is this where most of the expeditions and the backcountry programs that you host take place?
1: Yeah, so we're based out of Fort Collins, Colorado and so um we also have a 150 acre property up in the Red Feather Lakes which is about an hour northwest of Fort Collins. And um, so we do most of our trips there. We actually will have one trip in North Carolina this year in June. So we have used uh, the uh, Pisgah National Forest as a base in, uh, Ash, outside of Asheville, North Carolina, um, to do programming. Um, so we'll do one trip there this year. And then the majority of our programs will happen in Colorado and Wyoming. So we'll have four base camp trips. Our base camp trips are run out of our campus Uh, They're multi-discipline opportunities, so participants come to Colorado, you get them to the campus, they do a day of climbing on our challenge course, they do a day of hiking in the Rocky Mountains, and then they do a day of whitewater rafting um, while we're here. And then we do backcountry trips. Our backcountry trips are seven days long. And they're either in Colorado State Forest State Park, which is in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, or in the Medbow range, Medicine Bow Range of Wyoming, Southern Wyoming, about an hour uh, west of Laramie, Wyoming. Um, also pretty close to Fort Collins, both locations are about two hour drive from Fort Collins. So it's you know, it's logistically supportable for us. We've done trips in uh, Texas, New Mexico, montana utah california washington uh we kind of uh constricted or contracted a little bit during covid um to simplify things and and kind of solidify our base in colorado my expectation is that in 2025 we'll start to expand back out into some of those areas that we've been to before but we haven't been to since covid hit
0: mm-hmm. and and how did this trip in north carolina come about
1: Well, we actually had a uh group of supporters um the us at walnut cove um who wanted to do wanted us to do some trips in north carolina and so they uh got connected to us they were supporters of us for a number of years uh, and then they said hey why don't you do some trips in north carolina so i'd say we've probably done about a dozen um 2019 and then 21 22 and 23 um and then We'll do it in 2024. Uh, we'll do one trip.
0: Mm-hmm. So for a, uh, a warrior who would like to uh, take advantage of one of these experiences, is what's the process for them to become involved with you?
1: Well, and our program is, it's not just the trips that we've talked about. So a big part of our program happens before and after. So it's actually a three-month program. So we get connected to them. They apply for the program. Um, We've got 5,000, over 5,000 applicants this year for 108 positions. Mm. Um, So they apply for the program. We go through a process of evaluating each application. um, And then they're selected for an interview. They go through an interview process with us. We then ask them to register. They register. They go through a medical screening and, and once that happens and they're medically cleared by our medical director to go on a trip, then we actually place them in one of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. That happens about two months before their in-person opportunity. About a month before we enroll them in our online course and they go through uh, eight modules. Each module is based on one of the No Barriers Life elements. So the No Barriers Life Framework is made up of seven elements that so they do one module, two modules a week, each based on an element. And then they meet with their team for an hour once a week that month prior to the trip. And during the hour meeting and through the course, we want them to understand and get to know the problem solving process that we want to teach them to help them overcome challenges that might be in their life. We also want them to get to know their team so that when they show up at uh, either Asheville, North Carolina, or here in Colorado, they already know the people that they're going to be participating with. Um, And we also want them to know a lot about the trip. So we want to reduce anxiety and stress by giving them information about what the itinerary is going to look like, what gear they need to bring, what gear we're going to provide to them, what kind of food they're going to be eating, and then really answer any questions that they have. Mm-hmm. Then they come on those trips and we want them to experience those no barriers life elements that they've learned about. Um, and so it, it actually becomes their own personal experience of no barriers life. And then when they return home, they go through another two months of the online course where they actually take that problem solving methodology and they put it to work for them to overcome a challenge that they might have in their life. And so they do a module week and then every other meet week, they meet again with their team. And so their team stays connected for two months after the trip. And we really want them to leave no barriers and and leave the opportunity with this solid rope team, um, as we call it. One of the life elements is rope team. Mm -hmm. And when Eric climbed Everest, he didn't do it by himself. He had a rope team that was there to support him when he stumbled, if he fell. And and that's what our rope teams do. And so we want our participants at the end of the three-month experience to actually have a solid rope team and understand a way that they can overcome challenges that they might face in their lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there particular participants you're looking for, like individuals with mobility issues or PTS, TBI, or are you in a you know, whole cross-section, nothing is excluded or...
1: Well, the the only criteria, only two criteria that we have for the program is you have to be a veteran and you have to have a VA service-connected disability rating. So other than that, our participant groups, our opportunity teams really reflect the veteran population across all the different metrics. So, you know, gender, ethnicity, where they're from, branch of service. We serve veterans that are training injured in combat wounded. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have veterans that have visible injuries like amputation. Uh, We have veterans that have invisible injuries such as a TBI or PTSD. I'd say by and large, the the greatest number of our participants um, are challenged with uh, PTSD. That's probably the number one disability that we see within our program.
0: Sure. If you're looking at somebody who Uh, has mobility issues due to a combat injury, you're also looking usually at somebody who has PTS as well as TBI. Uh, Rarely do you see that without it. But uh, go back real quick to the uh, uh, VA uh, disability rating. Is there a minimum?
1: No. I mean, if you have a a 10% disability rating, um, you qualify. You just have to have a disability rating. Right. We really look at, there's three criteria that we look at and we're kind of assessing when we go through an application it's do they have a need do they have a significant challenge in their life that they're struggling to overcome mm-hmm. are we going to be able to help them with something um are they fit for the opportunity that they're asking to go on so if you walk a mile a week um or you know walk a mile 3 times a week you're probably not going to be in shape for one of our backcountry trips sure. um so we, we want to see, you know, what their physical fitness level is before we put them onto a trip. And then the, the other thing is just, are they a good team player and do they play well with others? Yeah. So we're, we understand that we're going to take a group of people into the back country. Uh, we like to take people who get along with other people generally. Yeah. Um, th- those are really the three big criteria that we're looking for when we assess applicants for a trip.
0: Sure. What about... Uh, non-medical attendants or caregivers, are they going with them or are they not going with them?
1: They're not going with them. So the two the two trips that we run, um, our backcountry trips are the most difficult. Um, our base camp trips are not quite as difficult and they're open to almost all ability levels. Mm. We don't have the ability to, to take a wheelchair user at the campus yet we're building that infrastructure. Okay. Um, so we're building ramps for the buildings. We're building pressure fine walkways so that, you know, wheelchairs can get back and forth between the tents and the buildings. So that infrastructure is being built, but it's not quite there yet, but we can take almost any ability level. We want, um, the, the program is an individual program. So we have programs for caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, caregivers come to the program on their own programs for individuals, veterans and they come on their own. So we don't, we want them to focus on them. Typically when people come as a couple, they tend to start to focus on the other person and taking care of the other person. And we really want them to focus on their themselves. Mm -hmm. So we don't have programs for couples. have programs for caregivers separate from the people that they're caring for.
0: Yeah. Um, how long, uh, how long are the programs again? The, the, that, the, like the caregiver one, how, how long would they be out?
1: So, the caregiver programs are separate from my programs. Yeah. So, we have the Warriors programs, which are for veterans, and then we have the caregivers and youth programs. Caregiver uh, programs are three to five days long. Our Warriors veterans programs are either five days at the base camp, five days for the backcountry in North Carolina, and then seven days for our backcountry trips in Colorado and Wyoming. Okay. And, and there's, there's no cost for the veteran. No, my uh, question. <laughs> whatsoever. I, uh, you know, we, we've been very fortunate to have great corporate sponsors, um, and great individual givers that have contributed to the program so that we can offer the opportunities, uh, free of charge and understanding, you know, that a veteran that's a hundred percent disabled and can't work, can't afford a plane ticket to come to Colorado, so we cover that cost. We don't want them to go to REI and buy a whole lot of gear. So we provide all the gear for the back country, oh, nice. uh, transportation, lodging, gear, um, food on the trip, mileage to and from their home to wherever they're flying from. Um, the North Carolina trips are only open to veterans from North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia. Okay. And they all drive to the the location in Asheville. Sure. Our programs in Colorado and Wyoming are open to veterans from across the country, and we fly them to Denver International Airport, meet them at the airport, take them to our warehouse in uh, Colorado where Collins issue them all the gear that they need for their trip, and then we head up into the backcountry.
0: Wow. Um, Well, that's, I mean, that's just amazing that everything is covered for the veteran. Um, and it's, it sounds like, so the veteran program is for warriors. For caregivers of veterans, though, they would be in the caregiver program, which is not necessarily only for caregivers of wounded warriors, but they could be in there with uh, a person who's a caregiver for a child with cancer or someone else
1: yeah, and the caregiver program launches today, day, I believe. Um, so the applications are over for the caregiver program now. Okay. But yes, that's correct. You don't have to be a caregiver for a veteran to qualify for the caregiver uh, program. You just have to be a caregiver.
0: Right. So thinking about all the programs that you have now, what would you like to see in the future? What What new program or what expansion would you like to see say in the next, I don't know, three to five years?
1: Well, I think just, um, maximizing what we can do. So, you know, I, I would say last year we recover, we came out of COVID finally last year. Yeah. 21, 22 were still challenging years for us. Um, 2023, we ran, um, 11 trips for veterans. Uh, they were all very successful. Um, the systems that we have are, are back in place and up and running. We've got 5,000 applications this year and we only have 108, um, slots. So we're running nine programs this year Hmm. in 2018, uh, which was kind of the, the peak of the program before the pandemic hit for us. We took a little bit, didn't run quite as many in 2019, Hmm. but we were still, I think 18, somewhere between 18 and 20, you know, right now we're running about 10 trips, so in the next two to five years, I'd like to double that number to where we're running, you know, again, 15 to 20 trips. Um, we started a program in 2023 in conjunction with the Cheyenne, Wyoming VA, um, where we take veterans from Northern Colorado and Wyoming to the campus for a day trip. We call them veteran advances. And they come and they experience the No Barriers light in one day through our challenge course that we have at the campus. Mm. Um, So, you know, can we expand the different type of programming we have that serves more veterans? Um, Our course that we have right now is online. Are there veterans that would like to come on our trips, uh, would like to experience the no barriers life, but they're busy with work. They don't have time. They have families. So how do we increase, you know, online offerings, where they can meet and connect with groups of veterans and learn more about the no barriers life um that we teach and and grow from there. Um and then, you know, when we start talking five or ten years down the road, um, we'd like to see, you know, can we expand, you know, across the country to the areas that make it logistically easier for us to support a trip. So I do a trip in North Carolina and it's a backcountry trip, there's an awful lot of gear that I have to take the North Carolina to run that trip. Right. It would be better, you know, um, if we could do it on the East coast and have, you know, a base of operations on the East, like we do in, uh, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, in Colorado, I mean, the, the West is a little bit easier to operate in because it's a bit more expansive. Um, the East is a little bit more restrictive in terms of permits um, length of trails and things like that, that you can do when you take groups of people into the back country, hmm. but we would figure it out. We've done trips in New Hampshire, um, New York, uh, North Carolina. Um, so we've done some great trips in the, in the East and I'm from Pennsylvania. So I'd love to, I always love going back. Yeah. And I, kind of, you know, I served, I served three years at Fort Liberty uh, in North Carolina. So it's always good to go back to the great state of North Carolina, uh, such a beautiful place.
0: Yeah, for sure. I guess the one thing that I, I wonder the m- most about is, are you able to deliver some services to those applicants that just don't make the cut? Is that what the online program is is for? Does, or do they just have to wait and hope maybe next year?
1: So The the online programming exists for all the participants that go through our program. So to go through the program, you have to go through the online course and then we want them to stick through the post course afterward. It's also online. Um, I want to create that online course to give people the opportunity to experience the no barriers life if they want to. Right. But essentially, and sad as it is, if they don't get selected, it's apply again next year. Yeah. Because, you know, we're a small nonprofit. There's only two people that run our programming. Yeah. Our, we're very lucky to have 20 program leaders that take the veterans into the field. Um, but there's only a staff of two of us here in the Warriors Department. And so, you know, building that capacity when you talk about, you know, what do we want to do in Two to five years, it's build that capacity. So um, we're on more programming to get more veterans out there. One of the things that and uh, I don't know that our participants love this about me and our program, but we tend to survey them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of phase one, I send them a survey to see how we're doing. At the end of the second phase, the in-person opportunity, I send them a survey to, to learn, you know what could we do better. And the same thing at the end of the after phase, phase three. And by and large, our the quality of our programming is, you know, nine plus out of 10. Yeah. Um, that we're hitting the mark with the participants, that they're enjoying the um, learning about the no barriers life. The experience is transformative. They build broke teams that tend to stick together with them after i I woke up this morning and i had 27 texts on my phone and i'm like what's going on (laughs) and it's one of the teams that i went to north carolina with last year and they stay connected and they text each other every day and you know it's great to see but yeah i mean our our challenge is capacity and you know i think in the next uh three to five years you know we want to see how we can grow the program and offer more opportunities to veterans um, either across the country or where you're in Colorado.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that that's a, an issue that all nonprofits in this veteran service organization space uh, mm-hmm. face is that there's way more warriors that need services than there are services available, um, which brings me to your webpage. And you guys have a great webpage. I want to direct everybody to it. It's no Barriers, B A R R I E S, USA. dot org, and there's tons of information on the page. Uh, right off the bat, you land, and and there's some really happy folks on it. There's a couple I see in some jacked up wheelchairs that look awesome, and then there's your tagline. But really, what I want everybody to pay attention to. Is on the top right hand corner. You're going to see a button that says "Donate," and you click on that button, and it takes less than a minute. I just did it a little while ago. It's super fast. Donate and and whatever you can, and help them uh, expand this program because it's. You can just look at it and see that it's an amazing program that's doing phenomenal work, and any time you can get veterans and warriors together and that they can build that tribe again what they so desperately miss from the time in service uh it's, they're going to benefit from it whether it's in the outdoor experience whether it's in a vet center somewhere whether it's at the warrior retreat at bull run or it doesn't matter wh- wherever you can bring them together and they can get to know each other, and come to rely on each other. That's a program that's worth its weight in gold. So please visit the webpage. Again, it's nobarriersusa.org. Uh, pound that donate button and give what you can because this is a uh, just a very worthy cause. John, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on today and tell us all about your organization. I'm, I'm really, uh, really thrilled that uh, that you were able to join us.
1: Well, and I appreciate you having us. Um, you know, thanks for the shout out to uh, ask people to to give. I appreciate your donation. And, you know, I appreciate everything that uh, Warrior Retreat of Bull Run does for our veterans as well. Um, there are a lot of organizations, and we all want to see veterans who are succeeding, you know, after their military service. And we're all working towards that. So I appreciate all that you do as well.
0: Thanks. So for our listeners, we'll have another episode next week, uh, every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Until then, thanks for listening. The Welcome Home Podcast is brought to you by Willing Warriors, a nonprofit organization serving active duty service members and veterans since 2012. To learn more, please visit our webpage at willingwarriors.org.